Walther Fenn offers a range of investment and educational services to help you secure your financial future. Whether you're an aspiring trader or simply want to increase the strength of your portfolio, Walther Fenn are dedicated to maximising your investment returns. Hello and welcome to Talking Wealth. I'm Dale Gillam, the Chief Analyst at Wealth Within. Recently in our podcast or our Talking Wealth podcast, we've been chatting about portfolio construction and, and risk and a whole range of different things around portfolio construction. But uh, what I'd share with you today is some research done by a gentleman, gentleman called Marcus Padley, who's a, a broker working for Tricom. And this information got sent to me through uh, one of the brokers um, that I interact with at Tricom. And he's talking about the magnificent seven stocks. Um, and what he means by that is the top seven performing stocks of 2007. And uh, basically, his uh, uh, research goes on to say that unless you had those top seven stocks, your portfolio would not have performed this year at all. Um, and in fact, one of his statements is, the truth is, if you outperform the market this year, you are a certified hero and in the minority because the conventional portfolio investors, it was almost impossible to beat the index. Now, obviously, as investors and traders, we want to beat the index. And that's really uh, what we want to try to do. I mean, obviously, the All Ordinaries Index over a 10-year period, well, that would be somewhere around about the 10, 11, 12, 13%. But it is nice to actually outperform the index. And in normal years, us traders or traders can outperform the index. But interesting enough for 2007, that was a little bit harder because the, the Magnificent Seven, as he talked about it, actually has accounted for 76% of the growth in the ASX 200 shares. Now, the ASX 200 or the XJO is the top 200 shares by market capitalization. On the in in the Australian market, um, he also goes on to say the magnificent twenty or the top twenty growth uh, shares that grew, so they grew by the most amount. The top twenty that grew by the most amount accounted for no less than one hundred and three percent of the whole market's performing this year. Now that's impressive, isn't it? So if you actually didn't get those top seven stocks, you'd only would have made about three point three percent, not about fourteen percent as what the, the market is up at the moment. So it just shows you how, how difficult sometimes market or, or developing your portfolio is. I mean, obviously, it'd be great if we knew those seven stocks on the 1st of January, we all bought them and we would have made some excellent returns because a BHP on, its, on a loan, it went up 37% or accounted, sorry, accounted for 37% of the rise in the market and Rio's another 12. So just those two stocks were 49% of the growth in that index for 2007. Now, it would have been nice to bought buy those on the 1st of January, but the problem is... On the 1st of January, you may have already had a portfolio that was full of shares. No more money to buy, so therefore you may not have bought them. You may not have had any shares in the 1st of January and may not have any money to put into the share market and may not have had any money till May or June to put into the market. Now, if you'd invested all your money in June, you wouldn't have made much money because the market since June has only risen by around about 3 or 4%, so it's not very much. And we've had a big rise in the middle and a fall from it as well. So it's been very, very volatile. So this year, unlike normal years, it's been, it's been I'm saying this year's been abnormal uh, in so far as portfolio construction, because normally what we can do by buying and selling and being active investors or traders, we can outperform the index. But this year, unless you've got those seven shares, you're a bit out of luck. And, and the volatility this year has made it much more difficult for direct portfolio managers to actually make profits for their clients. And so, uh, and this is where the fund managers, I suppose this year, a buy and hold method probably would have been a bit easier from a big managed funds perspective, simply because they're buying 40, 50, 60 shares for their portfolio and they're holding them over the period. So, um, but only one year out of 10 that these guys will outperform or this buy and hold method will be better than an active manager 
um, I expect the market to, to settle down over the next year and be back to be more normal. So it'll be uh, I'd be hard pressed to say that this sort of thing will happen next year. So, um, but it is interesting to note that how some seven stocks can actually make the market or move the market. I mean, we, we know that the top uh, 20 shares accounts for 47% of the total um, All Ordinaries Index. So that's only 20 shares now. I mean, that goes back to what I talk about in my book as far as, you know, if you buy and hold the top 10 shares, you'll do better than the index, or you'll do just as well as the index, uh, and you'll make that 12 or 13% per annum. So you'll be able to do that. So it certainly would have worked this year because obviously BHP and Rio are in the top 10. Other stocks that performed really, really well were Commonwealth Bank and Woolworths and CSL and Westpac and Leighton's. They all did quite well, and obviously some of those are in the top 10 as well. So, but... Uh, but there's another thing in my book that uh, I agree with that, uh, or that uh, this gentleman agrees with is, is the index in the Australian market are really no benchmark for any portfolio investing. And, and this is what uh, I find the industry does. They index or benchmark their performance against the All Ordinaries Index or the top 200 shares. And I can't for, for the life of me fathom why they do that. It's not really fair. You cannot benchmark an index against a share portfolio because an, in, um, an index sort of, uh, sorry, the index is not necessarily going to be the same as your portfolio so um, I'll leave it at that uh, hopefully this made sense for you uh, as I said uh, what we need to do is not change the way we invest or construct our portfolios because trying to chase for those seven what we hope to do is get one or two of those in our portfolio because if we had a BHP or Rio in our portfolio this year or both of those and we had six or seven other shares that weren't in those top ten, top seven shares we still would have done very very well with our portfolio so it's about having risk and balancing out your risk as we've talked about in the past uh, in past uh, podcasts or past talking wealth podcast and matching that with trying to get one of those good shares and so um, so don't go try and try and change your strategy let's stick to what we've been doing stick to what we talk about in the book and uh, I think you'll get very good returns over over a period of 10 years you'll average some really really good returns if that's all you do so um, I'm going to finish up for today and I look forward to chatting with you next week I'm Dale Gillam and I'm the Chief Analyst at Wealth Within take care Talking Wealth was brought to you by Wealth Within. To learn how you too can maximise your investment returns, call 1300 SHARE TRADE.